so so that example pain mm-hmm. and then you've got the plane ride and then you've got the beach yeah it's like a pain beach sandwich yeah <laughs> like yeah like but we only talk about the ends of the bread mm-hmm. the middle is like what you deliver and fulfill and you better have the, you better have a way to get them from the pain side of the sandwich to the beach yeah right you better have a way and and like by the way we're going to do an episode on that which is your product your fulfillment yeah. which like Man, if you can't do that, like you can sell some stuff, but you're not going to have customers or a business that you could ever sell. Yep. Right. So like it's a pain and, and a beach sandwich and like you can connect the middle. But if you spend all your time talking about the trip in the middle and not the ends of the sandwich, that's where you're going to lose. Yep. Welcome to Big Business Mistakes, hosted by Brandon and Kaylin Poulin. Hear the most successful entrepreneurs tell jaw-dropping stories and lessons behind their biggest business mistakes so that you don't make them. Ditch the fake highlight reel and get the raw truths and golden lessons of what it actually takes to scale your business from those who have done it. This is Big Business Mistakes. Welcome back to the Big Business Mistakes Show. I'm your host, Kaylin Poulin, and this is my lovely husband. Brandon Poulin, let's go. <laughs> lovely, I like that. That's what Tell you always more. say about me, so I just want to call you lovely. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, today we're going to talk about product positioning, all right? Selling the beach and not the plane ride. And so product positioning for me, um, especially like when it when it comes to like dialing in who your product's for and who you're talking to and who is the perfect customer to buy this product, it's so important. And I look at sales page after sales page after offer after offer. And so many times I see people casting a net to such a wide audience and like literally selling the features and not the benefits of their product. And each page that I go through with like even clients of ours, like pinnacle clients of ours or strategy days that we do with people. And so many times like they make their product sound so difficult or they make it sound so granular and hard, um, or it's just like they're selling the features and not the benefits of what the product actually gives. So yeah. I feel like this is a very important topic to it's cover like, today. It's like you learn, you learn so much about what you're selling. Yes. Right. Like, mm-hmm. let's say it's a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And my OG door to door vacuum cleaner yeah. salesman out there. <laughs> it's like you learn all the suction mechanisms mm-hmm. and like the engineering of how the air goes. And it's in so cool to you. And how many watts the motor has <laughs> and all of like this nonsense mm-hmm. that nobody cares about. Yeah. Like maybe like 10 percent of people actually care. Mm-hmm. Right. And we spend all this time talking about the features. Mm-hmm but not what does that actually do for you? And you're like, but when you show me and you like sprinkle out like wine, like this color my pants right now, (laughs) right? And you spill wine and then it can vacuum it out. I'm like, oh, like that's what it does for me. I didn't care how many watts or the suction power or the circular (laughs) twisty animation that's on the box. Like I just cared about the result that it got for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so when we talk about, you said this term the other day in a strategy day that we did, and you said, you guys are are selling the plane ride. You guys are selling the plane ride and not the beach. And 
if you think about this, I loved it so much that, you know, I wrote it down for, for this By episode. By the way, I heard it somewhere. I did not come up with it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Every, not saying you did. Everything is regurgitation from the internet yeah, these days. Steal like an artist. It's a, it's a great book. Read it. It takes you like five minutes. It's a great book. But yes, nothing is ever unique and new. Like it all is inspired from somewhere. Steal like but anyway, an artist. So I it was it. it was sell the beach, not the plane ride. And, and most of the times when you're looking at these pages or the way people present their product or in their advertising or on their sales page or in their emails, it's very much like, here's the plane ride that you have to go on with your kids and like how insane it is. You got to go through TSA and, and you got to deal with all the luggage and packing all the things and your kids are going to be screaming on the plane and you know, it's going to take hours and hours and hours. And instead of doing that, we need to be selling the beach of mm. here's what your family vacation is going to look like. You're going to be, you know, in these silky white sands and the most beautiful sunsets in the world. And your children are going to be building sun castles, sand castles and leaving you alone. And you're going to have a Mai Tai in your hand and everyone's going to be having a great time and no one's going to be arguing. It's going to be the perfect family vacation. Like that's how you should be selling your I'm product. In. I'm in. Right. That's how you should be selling your product and not the plane ride of how to get there and all the complicated things that you're going to have to go through to get to the beach. Beach. You got to be selling the beach and not the plane ride. And it's hard. It's hard because as entrepreneurs crafting our products, mm -hmm. whether it's a physical product or coaching or a service that we perform, yeah. we spend an insane amount of time because we want it to be good. Yeah. Right. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. Right. We want it to be good. And we spend so much time cre creating that plane ride mm -hmm. and the logistics of delivery and all of the different things that we're doing for them that's like what our focus is on. Yep. And so that's like what happens is we just get, because we focus so much on the plane ride and the features and the benefits and all of the like techno babble mm -hmm. words that we know about our thing and we're so educated on it. Mm -hmm. We spend all this time explaining it mm -hmm. instead of what it does for them. Yeah. Right. But so, it's kind of not our fault in a way because it's like that's where our focus was. So that's like what's on our mind. Yeah. But we have to change the way that we position our product, which is why I think this is such a good topic. Yeah. So if you think about it right now, like if you think about your, just your sales page in your mind right now and how your hero product is broken down. Okay. Or even your sales call. Yeah. Like or, your sales call, the page you sell your thing on, what your billboard is, like whatever business you're in, it's just how you represent, advertise and sell. Like the, those two things, marketing and sales is where this is super important. Right. So I just want you to think in your head just of your sales page right now and how it's broken down. Okay. It's say you have a course or a coaching program that you're offering. Okay. How is it broken down on the sales page? Are you literally going through every little and the thing that usually um, we shoot ourselves in the foot is because we offer so much and there's so many great things that are part of a program or an offering or a coaching offering that we have, right? Is that there's so much detail that now it's like, okay, in phase one, we're going to go through, we're going to go through this tax strategy thing. And then we're going to go through this and then we're going to like get your books set up and then we're going to make you an LLC. And then, um, you're going to go through, here's 20 YouTube videos that you can watch on how to do this. And here's like the five calls that you'll be sounds on. Sounds like this a bunch phase. of work. And it sounds super over complicated because you're giving them the tactical things of what needs to be done that people look at it and they're like, I like, I want this, but I don't want to do all that. Like I'm not ready for that. And so your sales page and all the things that you're offering and fulfilling on inside of a course or a program or a product, like could be the actual thing that's turning 
qualified customers away because you're literally just making it sound too hard. So we're going to talk about how to, how to sell the beach, right? Instead of the plane ride, if that's you. So the first step here is understanding the perfect customer for this product. So for us, because you got to sell the right vacation, right? You got to sell, you got to sell them the right vacation, right? Some like people don't want to go to the beach. Right. Some or want to go on or, a museum tour. <laughs> you can't sell them a, a sandals vacation if they have kids. Right. Yeah. But it's a different person. Yeah. That's the person that wants to connect with their spouse. And that's like, an anniversary. Like trip. I want to go on a helicopter ride <laughs> or like a, I want to see the, I want to see the sites. Yeah. Go on a hike. You want to go do something active. I want to do something active. So you got to understand who the perfect customer is for this product. And I think this is where a lot of people go wrong. They have a brand and they have different products under an umbrella, but they don't understand that different products attract different people. And so for us, um, for us, like our supplement buyer, we called her Tina. Back at Lady Boss. Yeah, back at Lady Boss. Our supplement buyer was called Tina, right? And Tina was, um, she was the drive-through mom, right? She was going to the drive-through. She wake up, she getting kids ready in the morning. She doesn't really have time to work out. Like uh, she's running around doing errands. She's working full time. After work, she's having a casserole dinner or dinner from a box or stealing, takeout, right? Stealing, stealing food out of her kid's lunchbox. Yes, like snacking on the leftovers. I've actually been guilty kids. of that, by the way. Yeah, and then, in and then we have a, our lives. We have our, our digital buyer, who is Diana, who wants different things because people that come in on supplements is a, diff, a completely different buyer than people that come in on digital, like wanting to work out. Okay. Like they want to be active. They're ready for that stage of like, I want to go to the gym or I want to do at-home workouts. It's a completely different person who just wants to drink a shake in the morning, all right? Different commitment level. And then we had uh, Kendra, right? Who is our one-on-one -on -one coaching client, who is a nurse, has a full-time job, makes a certain income, right? Needs help um, sorting her time of how to fit health and fitness in there. She wants one-on-one -on -one accountability. She doesn't want to do it yourself program. She wants someone like, she wants to spend money to have someone take the time to say, this is what you need to do. Here's what is unique for you. Here's how it works into your life. Make my schedule. Those are three completely different customers under one umbrella of like product offerings that we have. So the first thing you need to decide is for each product, who is that perfect customer and what are her pain points and what are the struggles for that perfect, for that customer, for this specific product? And not just having an avatar for your brand as a company, but having each avatar dialed into each product because you're going to need that to be able to sell this product to that perfect customer. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you can grow a business to $10 million a year with mm -hmm. one avatar. Yeah or one kind of profile overall, and then maybe yeah. you have a few avatars inside of the profile, mm -hmm. right? But being able to speak directly to the person, and we experienced this, one of the companies that we're working with right now just doubled their revenue. Yeah. And the main reason, there was a few things. Almost tripled their revenue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, now it's eight figure, I hate saying this, but run rate, right? Yeah. Like run rate, like the, that's where they're at. And, and so most of it due to getting clear on who the customer is so that they can speak to their their ideal customer mm -hmm. the customer that has the ability to buy mm -hmm. the customer that has the desire to buy and then the customer that the story of the brand connects with right and actually lasering in a little bit more and pushing away the customers that aren't a good fit right because we want to like oh well we can like accommodate everyone. And we try to do that. No, but you do it's not actually counterintuitive. That. Yeah. And I, I would stand, I, I've said this 
I mean, I get on the soapbox about this. It's called front end filtering is what I call it. And if you're up on your, your podium speaking out into the world and you're just like, I want to attract everyone because everyone is a weight loss customer, right? Everyone can lose weight or you're up on the soapbox talking to businesses and you're like every single seven figure, eight figure business, like that's who I'm talking to. Like, that's absolutely not what you should be doing because then what happens is on the inside, you now brought people into your business that maybe aren't a good fit for you. So what I try to do is I filter on the front by saying like this, like this person that does wants this product that uses this product, this is how they think. This is how they operate. This is what they do. Like they take action. They make no excuses. Like they work hard, right? The whole manifesto that I created was to attract the right women because I didn't want the complainers. I didn't want the naysayers. I didn't want the, all the drama. I wanted the people that were like me, right? inside of the business to where like now these are all of our perfect customers who I want to work with. Right. And so, so much I see businesses try to attract everyone and they allow everyone into the business because they don't do any filtering on the front. And then they have nightmare customers, right? And what that means is like, this is the person that's complaining about everything. That's emailing your support all the time. That's always wanting refunds. That's, you know, uh, disputing charges that say they want to do something and don't, right? And so if you're not filtering these people by talking directly to who you want, that who, who is perfect for this product that you're selling, then it's like you let everyone in, you open the floodgates to everybody. And then you end up having customers that you hate or clients that yeah. you hate working with. So you've got to know who that avatar is yeah. and who that perfect customer is so that you can sell their vacation, their ideal beach. Yeah. Why don't you tell them like for ECO, for, for, for enterprise CEO and like clients that we work with, who's our perfect customer? Yeah, exactly. So at, at enterprise CEO, it's like, I don't want to work with companies that are starting up yeah. or trying to figure stuff out. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause like our most recent experience is in scaling. Yeah. Right. So if you're already at seven figures and ideally multiple seven figures, like I'm infinitely more valuable to you. Like I could help someone start a business. I've done it multiple times. Mm -hmm. Right. But scaling is the name of the game. Right. And companies that are digitally led, right. Mm -hmm. Like they are either running ads or doing affiliates or, they're doing, um, there's only a few, there's like five or ways. E that, or yeah, there's five ways you can acquire customer referrals, cold, cold emails, DMs, right? So, so it's like cu customers that are at seven, multiple seven figures, people that already are scaling, people that want to grow, people that already have a team. That are coachable. Right? That are coachable. Because if you come to me and I'm like, here, I know exactly what we need to do. Here's the path, yeah. right? But if you don't have the team to execute it, Mm -hmm. then it's going to struggle if you don't have some people, right? If it's just a couple of you, yeah, right? And then it's like, well, if you're in the digital world, meaning like you're a coaching company or an e-commerce business or, um, and it, it really like, it's hard because even for me, I'm like, I know I could help any business. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to do an episode, like we're going to do an episode of the show where I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, because every time I walk into anything and I buy, buy from anyone, <laughs> I'm always dissecting all the things. I'm like, ah, oh, they should it's do like this. It's like a game this. we play. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like my toxic trade is like, yeah. I, I just see the opportunity, but, but at the same time disciplining and saying, no, like we're not going to take on people that don't fit this criteria mm -hmm. that we can't help with maximum efficiency and that I, I don't want to end up supporting later. Right. And yeah. so when people are at that couple million dollars a year and they're like, I don't know who to hire next. How do I manage cash and scale without breaking? Mm -hmm. I, there's so many, like, do I need to do a new ad channel? Do I need to change my funnel? Mm -hmm. 
Do I need to add a new product? Mm -hmm. Like it's all of these scaling questions of like, I just want to do more revenue. How do I get there? It's like, that's like the sweet spot Mm -hmm. for us. Right. Because we've, we've been through that ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then it's like the whole other layer of like, okay, now I've got to make sure my business model, meaning my, my my acquisition model, my margin structure, Mm -hmm. like, getting an education in finance, getting like a crash course and understanding what you need to know. Cause if you're, you don't have a CFO, you are the CFO, right? And you can't mismanage the cash side of the business and like the financial statements. And so it's uh, it, it, it's fun, but like we identified that that's who we're looking for. Yeah. And people with no ego that are coachable, right? Cause yep. like we don't have egos, like we don't care about any of that. And then the other thing would be like people that value things more than just business and making money. Like, family. Like we value family. We value like having relationship and a marriage and like things that, things that are more important than business. Like that's who we we attract and who we're attracted to helping because it's like, we're not just out here to help people like hustle and like make money. We want people that want to make money and make a difference, but also are like family people and want to put their family and their marriage above the business and help them leverage in their business so they can have more time to do that. Right. Totally. And so what's funny, this is a perfect example because everyone that's listening right now, like if you're like, Oh, that's me. Like this is a perfect example of how to attract your perfect customer and the ways that you talk and the things that you say and everyone that's like, no, like that's not me. Like, yeah. Like, you're not the perfect customer for us and that's okay. And you'll still like learn. But for us, it's like, this is how you attract those people is you talk about these things. You use these types of examples. You have these types of conversations in your content and on your pages and on your sales pages of like, here's who I'm looking for. Here's what's important to them. Right. Um, And so that's just like laying down, like understanding who your perfect customer is like per product. So, so true when it comes to um, your product positioning, you need to have a big, bold claim. Like what is your big, bold claim about this product? Like and- for example, enterprise CEO, mm-hmm. somebody that fits the bill of what we just talked about. Yep. I know that we can take what would have taken them 10 years mm-hmm. and do it in three years together. Yeah. I know that because mm-hmm. it took me 10 years. Yeah. Right. And it was actually still like the fourth fastest growing company in the country. Mm-hmm. Right. But I know how to do that in three years mm-hmm. because we just got to think right. Yeah. And then we got to know the steps and the relationships and the referrals and the systems and the sheets and the mechanics and the questions and yeah. the people. And like, it's yeah. like, that's a big claim. It's like, mm-hmm. dang, really? Like 10 years we could compress into three? It's yeah. Like 100% we can. In our past company with the shake, as we said, you know, it's the shake that tastes like cake. It's the number one best tasting shake voted by lady bosses everywhere. Like that was the big, bold claim. Like we, we got a badge and we put it on the bag. That's like the number one best tasting shake voted by lady bosses everywhere. We actually got that idea from Drew Canoli, who on, if you remember uh, on the Organifi uh, bottles, Mm -hmm. it said, it said voted uh, number one best tasting greens drink by Drew's mom. Yeah. (laughs) And like, we saw that and we're like, that's so good. Like number one best tasting greens drink by Drew's mom. Right. And we're like, why can't we say that about lady bosses? And so we ran it through legal and everything and, and got that approved and put it as a badge. Like our big, bold claim was a badge on our product. So what is your big, bold claim of what, why your product is the best or what it's going to do? Well, and the other thing too is, is we leaned into this claim on the sales conversations we'd have on the phone Mm -hmm. of like, you've tried the other fad diets. They haven't worked. Yeah. And how long have you been struggling with your weight? And it was like 10 years. 20 years, 
15 years. Mm -hmm. It's like, so we're not going to sit here and tell you that 90 days from now, yeah. you're going to have everything you want and be exactly where you want to be. Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to be honest. It's like, this is an 18 month, a 24 month journey that you're going to go on. Mm -hmm. And our claim is that you will get there because it's the real deal. It's the right way because yeah. it's going to last. Right. So like a lot of people would look at it as like, yeah, we, we're not over promising all these crazy results, right. but use that to your advantage. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's just another example of, of how that, that claim works in action. Yeah. Right? So, so figure out what your claim is for, for each of your, your products. And, um, the second way to think about your product positioning is one thing, one thing I want to add to the claim is it's almost like a guarantee in a yeah. way. Right. So another way to look at it would be like a guarantee, right? Like a lot of people right now, it's, you, you can see the ads. It's like, I guarantee that you'll double XYZ email revenue in 45 days or get your money back, mm -hmm. right? Like that's a bold claim. Yep. It's also a guarantee. Mm -hmm. So this is something that you can kind of, whether the guarantee is like full out or it's conditional, like, hey, um, I guarantee you'll get XYZ result if you do these three things, right? Because a lot of times it's like a money back guarantee, mm -hmm. right? So you have like a conditional guarantee and then like you have like an anti-guarantee, mm -hmm. right? Like where for me, it's like, I don't, I don't have money back. Like I don't do refunds because I know mm -hmm. if there's one thing I know about business, it's that you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So I can't guarantee you anything, mm -hmm. but because I can't guarantee you anything, but I'm speaking from my own experience, like anyone who's guaranteeing you the sun, the moon, the stars, and, and it sounds too good to be true. It probably is yeah. like I, that people have been saying that a long time. Um, so finding that balance, if you're in the business space of your guarantee and like even the anti-guarantee, mm -hmm. right? It's like lean into that, whatever makes you unique. And then you can find that product positioning. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So the second thing is what's the pain that this product solves for them? What's the pain that it solves? And so instead of thinking about it as like, oh, here's all of our list of all of our amazing ingredients, or here's the giant list of like all the things inside of this program and the 8 million YouTube videos and I'm going to teach you how to set up an LLC and I'm going to teach you how to, you know, <laughs> how to hire people in this crazy 10 step system and all these like granular little tiny things are in the course or the, the product offering and this giant list of things that makes it overwhelming for people. Really what you need, how to position your product is what pain is it going to solve for them? What are the things that it's going to overcome for them so they don't have to struggle with it? Right. So um, if you think along the the lines of our our number one product at Lady Boss, which was our protein shake, right? It was what is the pain that this customer has? This specific customer, perfect customer for this product, what's the pain that she's having? Well, she has no time to eat breakfast, right? She has a fast food lunch. She's having casserole for dinner. She's running kids around places. She undereats all day and then binges at night. She feels like eating healthy is too expensive. Yes, she has no control over her cravings, right? She has lack of energy to keep up with her day. And so the way that I went about, we went about solving. I just want to stop, stop for a second what? and be like, guys, if you don't know that list yeah. for your customer, then you're, you have a massive handicap. Mm -hmm. Like if you can't rattle it off like that, off the top of your mind, mm -hmm. like you have a massive handicap. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I can't even express to you, like all businesses do is solve customers' problems, mm -hmm. right? That's all they do. All businesses do is solve their customers problem in exchange for money. That's all they do. That's yeah. it. They have a problem. 
And that problem is typically in the form of a pain. It's a problem causing pain. Yeah. So if you don't know those pains, then you're handicapped in, in trying to figure out how to solve their problem, right? Like at ECEO, I know they don't know what to do next. Mm -hmm. There's too many options of what to do next, right? I don't know the numbers that I need to know to scale, mm -hmm. right? Like what numbers do I pay attention to? There's so many numbers, right? Yeah. Like I don't know the next person I need to hire. Like what's next for me? When do I launch another product? Like when is it time to add another product? Or do I need to? Or do I even <laughs> need to? right? Like, where do I invest my profits to grow? Like, is it people that I need? Is it a new platform? Right? It's, it's all of those, those, that's the problem they have, right? Like, like I know that. And so I can speak to that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, so just stopping here for like dramatic effect of like, if you don't know their pain in a way that you could just rattle it off or have a list, and maybe you know it, but maybe your marketing team doesn't know it. Maybe your content manager doesn't know it. Maybe people on your team don't know it clearly. Yeah. Like maybe your customer support doesn't know it. Like, man, that's such a powerful exercise to take away and be like, just get that list. Ask them. If you don't know it, ask them. Yeah. And this is what we did better than anyone. I think this is what really differentiated us is we, I wasn't talking about how like amazing our product is. Like it was, it had great ingredients, all these things like top tier product, but I'm not talking about how great our product is. I'm talking about all the problems that it solves for these women, right? I'm talking about all the, the problems that it solves for specifically Tina, the perfect customer of this product. So I'm, I'm talking about how you can make breakfast in 30 seconds because she has no time to make breakfast. You can make it in 30 seconds and drink it while you're getting ready in the morning, right? Drink it while you're making all of your kids breakfast. I'm talking about how it's going to give you new, it's going to kickstart your metabolism for the day because she's not eating all day, right? And then overeating at night. I'm going to talk about how it kickstarts her metabolism, how it keeps her full, how it, the nutrition in it gives her energy for the day. So I'm solving all of those problems that she has. And then I'm talking about how it's the perfect cravings crusher for her, how you can drink it, you can eat it, you can bake it. And here's all these different recipes that you can make brownies with and cookies and protein bites and overnight oats and all these things that take zero time and solving her problem of having cravings that she can't control and eating the whole pantry and a whole box of Oreos at night. Like now she can make a batch of brownies once a week and keep them in the fridge. And now she has a cravings crusher that she can go to when she's struggling with that problem and having that problem. And so it's no guilt snacking. And so the fact that I can solve the problem for her of not having time to eat in her day and also her problem of cravings, like that's all I'm talking about. I'm not talking about ingredients in the shake. I'm not talking about how this specific digestive enzyme helps with this. I'm not talking about how grass fed whey, you know, is, is, is the best and why, why, like, like it like has to be grass fed that on whey. the page. Right. Right. Like an icon. But that's not what I'm communicating. Exactly. That's not what I'm it, communicating. It's it's 10% of what you're communicating. Right. It's like it's there, but I don't even talk about that. I talk about in real life. If you're using this product in real life, here's what it's going to do for you. Here's how it's going to like give you a one up. Here's how it's going to like change the game for I you. I love that. Like here's in, how it's going to solve real your problem. life. Yeah. Like how does this actually work out in real life? Yes. Not just in theory or in yeah. like a sandbox, but like in, in their real life. Yeah. So, so it's like if you're selling a SaaS product, right? And you're like, 
giving them a video walkthrough of like, here's what you can do with it. And let me show you how you can do this. And like, look at all these cool features that it has. It's like, no one cares. Tell me how it's going to solve my problem. How it's going to make my work, my workflows easier. How it's going to manage like product manage easier for me with my team. Like explain those things to me of why it's the best because it solves all these problems. Yeah. And don't right? just tell me, show me. Yeah. Show me. Show me. Yeah. All the all of the AI platforms and the things that I forward to my team when I see ads for them, mm-hmm. it's because they've shown it. Yeah. Like I don't even think words have ever like uh, driven me to do any software. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like show the workflow. Mm-hmm. Right. Show yeah. it. Show the recording of you like using the product. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I I know that, like, basically, for a, what, what was it a run of about a year and a half two years, all we did was make videos that we'd run as ads of you using the product. Yeah. It was like, it wasn't you talking about it. It was you in the kitchen, like in context of their life, dressed like them. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to do a whole episode on this. Yeah. So good. Like (laughs) I call it it use case scenarios. Yeah. So I'm showing like late at night in my robe, like making protein popcorn that now like I'm going to go watch my favorite Netflix show and I have a bowl of protein popcorn instead of having kettle corn that has a ton of sugar, how to make kettle corn with a, with protein powder in 20 seconds in a Ziploc bag. And now I'm going to use that to eat with my Netflix show. That's a use case scenario for them. Right. Or it's showing them how to make a, how to make a batch of cookies to take to the cookout when everyone has their Labor Day party next week, I'm going to show you how to make protein cookies to take to where you have a healthy option that you can eat there to where now, like you don't have to eat the the box cookies everyone else brought. In, you know, 20 minutes, you can make a batch of protein cookies to take with you. And they're like, oh, wow, right? So, so what what's the use case scenario? Show them the use case scenario of actually using the product and not just like the benefits of the product. Product positioning. This is so key. Yeah. So key. So the the... Third thing here that's super important is the, is the line so that you can, so that you can. So what I mean by this is when I'm talking about like the problem that it solves, I'm talking about, here's the problem that it solves so that you can, right? So that you can overcome, like stop, get out of the pantry and eating a box of Oreos at night. Like it'll stop you from doing that. Or like in enterprise CEO, it's like this, um, ECO operating system, right? You implement this in your business yeah, so that you can. Pain is, I can't get my team focused in the right direction. Yep. We're having trouble communicating. Mm-hmm. Our priorities are constantly shifting and it's stressing people out, right? And we're disorganized. Mm-hmm. Okay, introduce operating system, which mm-hmm. is the, the operating system is the plane ride, mm-hmm. okay? So it's not the operating system, that's the plane ride. It's the vacation, which is, could you imagine waking up You've got an update on your phone, right? You have an operator who's using this system. Mm-hmm. Your team is all aligned. There's a clear 12, 12 month path of what's important and what's going to get done. Everything is on a calendar so the team can see visually. They're meeting weekly, discussing priorities, solving problems and getting stuff done. People are accountable to the projects that they have. You know how much money those projects are going to cost. So you're not running out of money, right? And you've got a forecast and a budget along with it. And things are getting done on a conveyor belt. Yeah. That's, that's the vacation. That's yeah. like, and you're not doing any of it. 
Yeah. And you didn't just go through and list all the tabs on the operating system just now and be like, yeah, there's a tab for this. And then there's yeah. this cadence of, of meetings. And then there's this checklist of yeah. things to do. Like you're not going through like the tactical things that are there. You're going through the, so that you can like have time for it back, have leverage in your business, like yep. not be running around putting out fires everywhere so that you can, you know, have an eye on every department without having to be in every department. Exactly. So, so that example, pain, mm -hmm. and then you've got the plane ride and then you've got the beach. Yeah. It's like a pain beach sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, but we only talk about the ends of the bread. Mm -hmm. The middle is like what you deliver and fulfill and you better have the, you better have a way to get them from the pain side of the sandwich to the beach. Yeah. Right. You better have a way. And, and like, by the way, we're going to do an episode on that, which is your product, your fulfillment, yeah. which like, man, if you can't do that, like you can sell some stuff, but you're not going to have customers or a business that you could ever sell. Yep. Right. So like it's a pain and, and a beach sandwich and like you can connect the middle, but if you spend all your time talking about the trip in the middle and not the ends of the sandwich, that's where you're going to lose. Exactly. So make sure that you have your so that you can statements in there. And then the last thing here is that's so important, but I feel like so many people miss it and it's such an easy thing, but I feel like people overcomplicate it or they overdo it or they don't do it at all. And this is like using sensory and emotional words in your copy, in your copywriting. So uh, what I mean by that is using sensory words and emotional words, this like can trigger purchase. All right. Because there's something, um, there's something people can relate it to. It like gives an analogy of what it's going to feel like of, of what it's going to do for them, of how they're going to feel of what it actually feels like. If it's a physical product. Right. So for example, I remember one time, one of the, one of the best ones I think I ever did. And everyone always talked about it was we did a swag drop one time and there was like this Sherpa, this fuzzy Sherpa that I was selling like on a live video. And I said, it literally feels like the inside of a teddy bear. Like you're wearing the inside of the softest teddy bear ever. And because there was sensory there, right? And emotional would be like, everyone had like their little teddy bear, their little thing. Mm. That was like the emotional part that they're like, you know, they had always had this little stuffed animal they cling to. But then the sensory word, the inside of a teddy bear, like everybody knows that that's super soft, right? So I wasn't just like, this is a soft Sherpa and it's really comfortable to wear. Like I gave the example, like it feels like you're wearing the inside of a teddy bear. And so then when everyone got them and like posted their pictures wearing them, we're like, she's so right. It feels just like the inside of a teddy bear. It's so comfortable, <laughs> right? Like everyone clung, like cling to that, that term because it was like that it stuck with them, right? Sensory and emotional words will stick with people or saying something like we do a flavor drop and it was like apple pie flavored lean, right? Like our protein shake. And it, it would be like, this tastes just like your grandma's homemade recipe. She made you fresh apple pie and it's straight out of the oven. And there's a scoop of cold ice cream on top and you're having the fresh apple pie a la mode with vanilla ice cream mm. sitting and talking with your grandma. And it's like your favorite childhood memory. Right? Like that's mine, what it tastes like. Mine was root beer floats. Yours was, yours was root beer yeah. floats. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just brings that emotional response of something everyone can relate to and puts them in a place of like, oh, wow, if it tastes like that, like people are so nostalgic. So how do you use nostalgia in sensory words and emotional terms of relating your product to something of a feeling that it's going to give them? Because that's what people pay anything for. Like 
priceless amounts of money for is the feeling that it's going to give them. And so you can't leave this out of your copy. Everything should have like, what's it going to feel like? What's the emotional state they're going to be in? What's the sensory words of how it's going to look, taste, smell, feel like use the five senses to your advantage of, of saying like, this is going to give you X, Y, Z experience. Cause that's what people will buy without yeah. like, even caring about a price. Well, it's interesting because I think people only spend money for two reasons. Mm -hmm. And I, I I read this in a book. I think it was Ready, Fire, Aim, but I, I, I'm not going to say exactly right. But basically, the idea was that people spend money on two things. Mm -hmm. They spend money on things that have utility, right? And these are like commodities, like I need to clean my house, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's like, okay, it's, it's a utility, right? But everything else we buy and most of the stuff we buy we don't need mm -hmm. is about a feeling. Yeah. Like it, it, if we buy this, it will give us a feeling. If we buy this car, we will feel successful. Yeah. If we buy this home, we will feel like we've provided for mm -hmm. our kids, right? Like you don't need a 5,000 square foot home. You could accomplish the same thing with a 2,500 square foot home, right? But it's the feeling that it gives us, mm -hmm. right? The feeling that we get when, when we buy a coach mm -hmm. and we pay someone to help us feel secure and confident and confident in, in the actions decisions. that we're taking and moving forward. Yeah. Right. Like we're buying that feeling of accountability because that's what we need. Right. And so most of the stuff that, that people buy is, is because of a feeling that it's going to give them. Right. Or, and sometimes a feeling is like status, right? Like we buy things like a watch, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. it's a status. It's like, it's like a trophy. Mm -hmm. It's like, I like it because I'm like, this is, a, this is a trophy. Like I could have never bought something like this before mm -hmm. ever. Like when I, I couldn't have even dreamed of spending this much money on a watch. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's like, I think this one's like 30 or 35 or something like that. But the fact that, that it's not about need or utility, it's about a feeling. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, you didn't and buy so, it until the time. No, like it's not even <laughs> set right now. Like it's, I don't That's even set saying. it. Cause I don't even want to take the time to like set it when I put it on. Yeah. It's so dumb, but it's like, it's the feeling of it, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you say using these emotional words, these these sensory words, it's like we're sitting here describing how the vacuum cleaner suction engineering works, mm -hmm. but all people care about is the feeling of like, I don't have to be worried about like my kids spilling on the carpet. I have peace of mind mm -hmm. because it sucks the wine off the carpet or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yes. So good. All right. So that's like the, that's can I like say the, so good when I say something too? Yes. Yeah, so good. Is that kind of like narcissistic kind of? No. No? no, it's okay. Okay. All right. I'll go with it. <laughs> so that's, that's the things here is, is understanding your perfect customer for that product, making your big, bold claim of what that product's going to do for them, right? What is the pain that this product's going to solve so that they can, what, what's the beach for them with this product? What's the beach? What is the pain big bold beach claim? sandwich? Yes. Yeah. That was just coined. <laughs> what is, what is the pain the product solves so that they can what, right? And then um, making sure to use sensory and emotional words to explain the product and the feeling that it's going to give them um, when they buy it. Like once you have this in your hands, once you have this, what is it going to do for them emotionally and use those sensory words. There's not an email I put out, a post, like I, there's nothing I ever sold where the emotional and sensory words were the most important. If I could get them feeling a certain type of way, a purchase is easy because I know that that's what's going to happen once they buy it. They are going to feel that way. It's not a lie. I'm telling them like, this is how it's going to make you feel. Like when you taste this, 
you're going to be shocked. It's like an explosion in your mouth happening, right? Like it's like the best thing you've ever tasted in the world. It's like your grandma's fresh baked apple pie with ice cream on top. While you're sitting inside of a teddy bear. Right. And so that's easy for them to make a purchase because I'm not just saying like, oh, it tastes like apple pie and it's so good. Yeah. Nobody cares. Like, okay, sure it does. Right. Yeah. So use those sensory and emotional words. And that's how you uh, position your product. This is a listen listen to her twicer. <laughs> this is like a listen to it twice type of episode. Yeah. That was so, really good. So go look through your sales page right now. Look through your copy. Look through your presentations, especially like your sales pages right now. I've looked at so many recently that it's all about the plane ride and not the beach. Yep. And go through it and take out all the complicated things that's overcomplicating and making your product sound hard and no one wants to do it. Like, Hand it to a person that knows nothing about your business. Show them your sales page and say like, does this sound like something that's enticing or does it sound complicated, right? And if it sounds overcomplicated, like literally go through these steps. Go through these steps in your page for your product in each of the things. Position and, it. And position it correctly to Love where it. it sounds something like something exciting and where it's going to give them a feeling of of success a feeling of confidence a feeling of you know solving their problems a feeling of time freedom whatever it is that they want they this customer wants go give them the feeling of that in your sales page the pain beach sandwich ladies and gentlemen (laughs) guys thanks so much for joining us today on the big business mistake show don't make the same mistakes that we did (laughs) and everybody else does save yourself the headache and compress compress time shortcut it you might as well you're here right We'd love to hear from you guys. Top takeaway from the episode today. Drop in the review if you haven't. Please, I know a lot of you guys listen over and over and over yeah. again. Just just do us a solid. Just do us a solid. Leave a review. Tell us what you liked because that's like what we feed off of. Mm-hmm. We were just looking at it before we started We the read show. them all. It helps us so much. Like it helps the al- algorithm so much, you guys. We really, really appreciate, appreciate it. it. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.